Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayez, Shir number 272. This is a continuation from the Shir on 271. The same two announcements, two important things to point out, will be a little more graphic than normal. And number two, we're talking about good marriages, um, healthy marriages, that it just happens to be that either the wife or the husband has a very low sex drive, and and it's causing stress in the marriage. So we discussed in the previous year um, about the women having the lower sex drive. And now we're going to discuss the men. Now, by women, in a way, it's less problematic because it's normal for women to have a lower sex drive. And still, when, as we mentioned in the previous year, if they have a good, healthy marriage and she puts her mind to it and decides to engage in it, she could be very successful in engaging sexually and even enjoying it despite the fact that she has a lower sex drive and a lower libido. Uh, for her, usually it's putting her mind to, to it and um, despite the lack of mood and generally she will do well with that, and we, she will enjoy the sexual experience once she does so and gets over that hump. Um, and that outlook will help her, uh, that even if she doesn't actually physically need the sex as much as her husband does, but she will learn and she can learn to uh, be able to enjoy it if she puts her mind to it. And and in that aspect, um, you know, it's more advantageous uh, pertaining to women who have lower sex drives because there is a way that if she gets through that barrier to really enjoy it and engage in it and um, so that the marriage could thrive. With a man, it's a little different. Um, when they have low libidos, um, they have trouble performing sexually very often. By women, like we said, even if they have low libidos, if they engage regardless, they usually can perform sexually very well. But by men, if they have low libidos, they have trouble performing sexually. Um, and by men, unfortunately, we have to bring this up because it's very common, even in our own communities. The One of the main reasons for the man's lower libido, ironically, is pornography. Men's libidos drop significantly, and over the last generation in American culture and so on, men's have dropped, women's have gone higher, because what happens is is exposure to pornography rewires the brain that to become aroused at an image on a screen versus a person. And therefore, you're basically cementing in your mind a sexual response that's connected with porn. And even after you stop, it's very difficult to rewire that thought process. Porn creates a disconnection, and if that's an issue, the husband needs help. It is a despicable thing, a stupid thing, a terrible thing, and a very dumb thing that psychiatrists, psychologists in the secular culture recommend watching porn to enhance sex life and marriage. It is a terrible thing. Stupid advice. It creates a desensitizing of it. And these days, very often, they go deep into the problem where people who have very often erectile dysfunction, 
They're not having it when they're in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. They're having it in their 30s and 40s, and many of them is because of their exposure to pornography. And it's a special, it's a vicious cycle, and a husband who falls into it needs help and accountability. And he can say all he wants, I will stop, I will stop, but if he doesn't get help, that means he doesn't really want to stop. He's not going to stop. Or it's very difficult. It's almost impossible And if you're really, really uh, deep into it. And masturbation is the same idea. Because what happens is, is if whether it's triggered by pornography or images that you saw, it basically trains your brain to be aroused over something other than a real human being. And it's hard to unwire that. And... Um, and uh, that's uh, very important to learn. When you're single, you need to learn how to manage the sex drive. And then when you're married, you also know, need to know how to do that. Now, we talked about porn and the negative effects by men. The truth is, unfortunately, 30% or so of porn users are female. And that's increasing. And that's a tremendous issue as well. And it could wreck intimacy in a terrible way. It may not be. It may be less obvious by a woman because a woman, even if she's into pornography, she could perform. But again, her mind is in the sewer, and that can wreck intimacy that way. But physically, she'll be able to do what she needs to do. But by a man, very often he will not be able to do what he needs to do with excessive overexposure to pornography. And but that's so that's one factor. But let's say Baruch Hashem husband's not into the pornography and has general shmir senayim, and he still has a low libido, it could a lot, very often, bismanazeh is a tremendous thing, is depression. Depression, um, or antidepressants for depression, which, if you have antidepressants for depression, then you have to go to the doctor and see what you can work out to navigate around that. But that has to be treated. The depression has to be treated, the over-anxiousness has to be treated. That could create also a low sex drive and, an, and, and a disinterest and a need to disconnect. Anxiousness sometimes could have you more engaged, but some men will have you less engaged. Depression certainly causes them to withdraw. Another aspect is when you're out of shape, physically out of shape, or obesity, or not taking care of your health. Now I'm going to say it again, a disclaimer here. We're not talking about Khalila and Oynes. If Hashem Yerachem, Hashem should protect everyone here who's listening, who's not listening, should be healthy and well. And if Khalila, there's an a, a illness that's an Oynes, a disease, or Khalila, someone is is inflicted with a with something, that's a separate issue that requires compassion, tefillah, and a special Rachmanis and a special care. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about people that Baruch Hashem are healthy, relative good health, and they could get in better shape, and it's within their Bechira, and Hashem gives them the ability that they're unhealthy now physically, and they could get healthier by losing some weight, by getting healthier, exercising more, so on and so forth. They have a chiv to do this, the husbands, not just for their own sakes, but for their wives' sakes. They'll definitely, you'll, if they treat their depression or if they were antidepressants of how to regulate it so they could still be sexually functional. And if they're out of shape, or they're obese, or whatever it is, they need, it's an ischivist, to get themselves fully physically healthy as much as possible. Not just for themselves, 
but for their wives. And not just for their wives, but for themselves. Another thing that could create a low libido in husbands is a low testosterone level, which is simply a hormone level that is very low. And there's Maisha Shahayas where people who had very low sex drive, the husband couldn't perform, and the, the wife was... It's caused a lot of stress in the marriage. And again, we're talking, like we said in the last year and this year, generally speaking, overall healthy marriages. We're talking about healthy, good marriages overall. And it was a frustrating, causing tension, though. It was, you know, he, he, he just simply couldn't perform, didn't want to, had zero interest, withdrew, so on and so forth. Got a full medical checkup. Saw that he had a very low testosterone level. And that was regulated with shots or whatever else, the hormones, whatever treatment he had. And it's a totally different person. Totally different person. Healthy, normal sex life. And everything's beautiful. So very often it is why suffer needlessly? Why suffer uh, and, and cause and have stress in your marriage when these things happen? When a lot of these issues of low libido in men, sometimes in women, could be physical that could be treated by either watching your health better losing some weight if you're obese getting back into shape if you're out of shape working through issues of depression and things like that and um women also by the way if they never get aroused at all when their husbands touch them and not, they never have those thoughts. I'm not talking about bad thoughts. I'm just talking about generally intimate thoughts with their husbands. If these thoughts never come up in their minds, in their dreams, or whenever it is, then also very often it's likely their hormone levels need to be checked as well. Another aspect that creates a distance in this area and low libido and withdrawal from each other is a lack of communication. And we talked about this many times this is not usually when couples do not talk about it. They could say all they want that it's because of tznias. It's pasnish. It's not a, a, a basishol shouldn't talk like this. A, a tamad chacham shouldn't talk like this. And it's tznias. It's very often, 90% of the time, zero to do with tznias. It's a certain, whether you could call it gaiva or embarrassment or just to be done like havschus um, when you were uh, all through your single life separate from this and moved away from it and now that you're married to take the 180 degree turn and to discuss these things when need to it's very hard for people so whatever the reason is it has to be broken through it is not a lack of sneeze we talked about this many times before it needs to be talked through and it could resolve a lot of issues if they're open and they talk through it of course you could talk about it in an a way but in a direct way and people need to know, even if it's terrible now, it can get a lot better later. It's a journey. Um, and and um, there are even sex therapists, men and women, both, that acknowledged and admitted that in the early parts of their marriage, they had a terrible time in the marriage sexually. And that probably motivated them to get into this field and to help other couples to benefit, you know, and, and not you know, and to figure out what the problems are, but you need to realize that even if it's bad now, it can get a lot better, it's a journey, you could have fun getting to know each other, you could experiment on things, you could find out what works for each other, don't get discouraged, and if this doesn't work or that doesn't work, it's okay, 
try again. It's it's a good fun research research project to have, frankly, to engage in this sexual, physically intimate activity with one another. Um, and even if it has been stale for many uh, months, for many years, even for many decades, don't think it has to be that way. The key also is is not to have unrealistic expectations, false assumptions that people get from either the movies or their perceptions of other people, what they said or what they hinted to or, or what they think, and you do this comparing game in your mind, you think everyone else's life is much better. So you assume that everyone's sex life is much better, just like they have more money than you and they're better than they have more of everything than you. That's people's human nature. But it's very important to realize that grass is not always greener on the other side and not to have unrealistic expectations and when a couple doesn't focus on that but rather focuses on each other and they're sitting down with each other and having conversations that are needed with each other in a warm way, in a calm way to get themselves on the same page in this area and to get it to the next level and this is doable, this is workable. It's very awkward in the beginning, especially if couples never talked about these things. It can be very, very awkward, but it's extremely rewarding. The Pesach needs to be there to start opening up, having these conversations between a husband and a wife in an open, honest way. And if they need help from the outside professional counselor, maybe that would, they need to do that too. But whatever the case may be, a lot of this is workable. A lot of this is, is doable. And one of the main nakudas of what holds it back is the unwillingness to discuss it, the withdrawing in shame or withdrawing in yiyush of giving up or withdrawing with thinking this will never change or this can never get better. And very often it can. We explained many, many factors and reasons how it could get better. In the previous year, we talked about how the wife with the low libido and the low sex drive could work on herself to make it better by utilizing her mind to make that choice and make that decision that she knows she will most of the time enjoy it and be enhanced by it later. And the same thing in this year of the many things the husband needs to do or can do. Again, if there's porn use, cut it out completely. And then also if there's other factors that cause that low libido, uh, whether it's depression, whether it's uh, obesity, whether it's um, um, you know low testosterone levels and so on and so forth, that those physical symptoms need to be worked out and need to be dealt with and need to be treated, and it can enhance the life tremendously. Wish you all hatzlacha with this, and um, and embracha. It's not a comfortable topic, but it's a very important topic, and. Again, we're not talking about publicizing it to the world or anything. All these shiurim are meant specifically for the individual, a husband and a wife together. Occasionally, if they need a mentor, then a professional counselor to to work it through with them. But that's it. We're talking about in the privacy of their own relationship, each one to his own, to be open about their communication with one another in these things and to work it out and to talk it through and to, again, experiment on it, finding out what works, try to make it besimcha and fun and engaging. Don't get, you know, just like with everything else in life, if something doesn't go that well, 
you wipe it off, pick it up, pick yourself up and continue with Simcha. The same thing when it comes to this, as you're working on this. May Hashem help every couple. Bez Hashem should be happy and healthy. Have a wonderful day.